Welcome to the Miss Teacher Mom podcast, where we aim to encourage and equip moms to raise their kids with eternity in mind. Before we start this week's episode, I want to share that we're doing a Mother's Day giveaway on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Teacher Mom. It's called From One Mom to Another, and it includes a handful of my favorite things like wireless earbuds, a gift card to Target, and a few other sweet things. So you'll definitely want to check that out on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Teacher Mom. We'll pick a name on May 3rd, so be sure to check that out sometime this week. Now on to this week's episode. I had a sweet opportunity to speak to a dear sister in Christ named Betsy about cultivating a heart for the nations in our children. As believers, we know that our Lord and Savior will be worshipped by people from every nation, every tribe, and every tongue. And as his followers, it ought to be our mission to bring the good news of the gospel to our neighbors and across the globe. So please join me and be encouraged by what Betsy shares. Betsy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Caitlin. My friend Mel really encouraged me to talk to you because she has seen in your life that raising your kids with a big vision for the Great Commission was very important to you and your husband. I would love it if you could share more about your heart behind that and what that's looked like for your family. Yeah, sure. I guess it boils down to just how God worked in my life in the beginning because I wasn't raised in a Christian family. And Crew, as an organization, was at my high school, and a friend of mine invited me to one of their meetings, and that was the very first time I heard the gospel. And um, at that meeting, I placed my trust in Christ, and to me, when I heard the gospel, it was like, wow, this is amazing. Of course, I'd want to know God personally. Of course, I want forgiveness of my sins. Of course, I want eternal life. You know, and even in my mind, I remember thinking, why didn't somebody tell me about this earlier? Like, Mm -hmm. this is great news, you know? And so I think coming to know Christ, you know, later in high school, I always had a passion of, I've got to tell others. Others Mm -hmm. need to hear this. This is great news. And so I've had that kind of that passion of um, sharing my faith and telling others. And I think what really led into it is my, when I came on staff with crew, I went to the Soviet Union on a summer missions, and we spent the summer traveling throughout the Soviet Union, sharing our faith, and we talked to people that had never heard about Jesus, Mm. and we just had such an amazing, miraculous time there, seeing people hear the gospel for the first time, you know, respond to the gospel, and I feel like that time really cemented in my heart a vision for we've got to reach those that haven't heard. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Great. So then fast forward to you and your husband having children and feeling like it's important for our children to understand God's global mission, that people from every nation, tribe, and tongue worship him. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. I believe that. I've gone to conferences. We've gone around the world on missions trips. But I have found just through talking to you and even talking to Mel that when it comes to my children, mm-hmm. there's a disconnect. I haven't, it hasn't even dawned on me to teach my children mm-hmm. that there are people in the world who have never heard and to pray mm-hmm. for them or to share stories about what's going on around the world and giving them a vision, like I said, for, for God being glorified everywhere. 
So I imagine that there are other moms listening in in the same situation who are thinking, yes, the gospel needs to go forth. Yes, we want the world to hear people probably giving money towards missions efforts or their churches do go on missions trips, but it's not connecting to then Mm. raising our children Mm. to also have this great vision. Um, So what did that look like practically for your family in regards to training up your children to have this global great commission understanding and vision and experience um, just in seeing that God is God of the world? Right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, we've, um, me and my husband being on staff with crew, we've always have a vision for reaching the world. And, you know, too, we thought, okay, the, our children are our first disciples, mm-hmm. you know, and discipling people all through college and, you know, on staff with crew, we thought, okay, now we want to instill the same vision that we did with college students, aren't kids. And, and there's so many great resources out there. Um, you know, I think my favorite time of homeschooling was we'd start every morning reading God's word, praying. And we always had prayer guides for the world. So we read about a people group, you know, Operation World has great um, prayer guides, but we'd read about a people group and it always would have pictures. So it would fascinate them. And then we'd pray for those people groups, Okay, you know, and those were just a great way to introduce the people groups, you know, but also pray for them, you know, and um, we loved, there were so many you know, resources and homeschooling, but we loved reading missionary biographies, which I'm sure you do, which introduces, you know, so many countries, so many missionaries, you know, which we loved doing. Um, We lived a block from UMass Amherst, a huge campus. And so we always were looking for ways to interact with international students, you know, so we like, they always have these um, these organizations that sign you up to take in an international student for Thanksgiving or Christmas. So we always did that. And we always within crew would find international students and have them over for meals and even stay at our house if their parents came in, you know, for graduation or something. So we are always wanting our, cause I think too, like it really builds in that, love for the world when they actually experience the world, mm-hmm. you know, and I think firsthand meeting people from other countries, other places. And, and we actually too took our whole family on a one year missions trip to Kazakhstan. Okay. So that was another way that we, how long did you say that was for a year? We spent a year in Kazakhstan. Wow. So, I know. So that was a just amazing year for our kids to, actually firsthand see, you know, see a country that where the people don't know Jesus and then seeing through our ministry, seven people come to Christ and knowing them and seeing them like it really, I feel like opened up their mind and changed their view of the world and the needs of the world. Absolutely. uh, Yeah, Yeah. I know David Platt is a big proponent of save up the money and bring your family overseas. And yeah, not every family can go for a year, but I even know. if you can go for just a week, every few years, like you said, there is nothing like going, nothing replaces going. So I know just experience. like you would save up for a vacation, save up and bring your family wow, overseas. That's great. To really yeah. One thing we, going on. one thing we really, I don't know if we expected or challenged each of our students to go on a missions trip overseas 
in high school. Okay. So we really wanted them to go to a different country on, and, and, and some were through crew, others were through different organizations, but we were like, we want you to have that overseas mission experience in high school, which was great. That is great. I'm being reminded, I'm reading a book right now by Elizabeth Elliott called the shaping of a Christian family. Mm. And in the book, she talks about how impactful it was on her life that her parents always had missionaries coming to their home. Mm -hmm. Whenever Mm -hmm. there were missionaries visiting the church or local, they would always invite them over for dinner. And if they needed somewhere to stay, they would always invite them to stay in their home. And she just said, between seeing believers in their church body and how they lived their Christian faith, but then Mm -hmm. also having missionaries come telling them stories about cannibalism and about the lost and great salvation and people living in crazy wickedness, turning their life to Christ and the sacrifices that these believers were making to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth had a huge impact on her, Mm. who, as we know, then became a missionary with her husband. So I found that really encouraging. And I know for those who go to smaller churches that might not have a huge missions ministry, or if your church mainly supports a cooperative program or something where funds go to missionaries, but you're not necessarily in relationship with them, it can be tricky to find ways to do that. But it really motivated me. How can we as a family partner with missionaries through our church, but not even through our church, missionaries we can build relationships with and invite them to our home when they're stateside to really expose our kids to people who are serving the Lord overseas, but are coming back. Right, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So can you share, your children are older now. Mm -hmm. How have you seen them benefit from your intentionality to raise them missionally, to to raise them to be missionally minded? How have you seen that Mm -hmm. bear fruit in their lives as young adults? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, um, you know, my, one of my sons, um, right after he graduated from college, he spent a year as a missionary, went to the Middle East, you know, and I think when he was considering what he was going to do with his life, he said, Mom and Dad, I want to do what you guys do, Mm. you know, and it was like, oh, that's awesome, you know, so you know, I mean, a lot of times you don't know how they're going to turn out. You don't know how mm-hmm. these things impact them. It's yeah. hard to really tell. You know? It is hard. And some of it, like I'm sure Elizabeth Elliot's parents had no idea what an impact it made on her. So it's probably a question I should be asking your children, not you. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that your son said, when I grow up, I want to do what you guys have done. Mm-hmm. And they were raised watching you guys minister to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Not only them as unbelievers, but unbelievers you were having in your home or serving on the campus. And what encouragement do you have for moms who, I guess, for moms who might not be really mm-hmm. taking God's great commission seriously? Yeah, I would just say... Um, modeling is so important, like taking your kids when you go serving, you know, right now I'm serving at a, um, I volunteered a food pantry. And the other day, a mother came in with four kids in tow to help at the food pantry, packing bags and handing out groceries. And I thought, oh, wow, what a great grabbing your kids, taking them to the food pantry and helping them pack bags and meet the people that are coming through. Yeah, yeah, we always try to take our kids 
with us when we were doing things. So many times we take them through campus and college students love little kids, seeing little kids marching through campus. <laughs> you know, they're attracted to that. Yeah, I mean, we were always tried to be hospitable, having people over. I always tried to serve a big meal so we could randomly invite somebody to come eat with us, you know, at the table. We always tried to make Sunday afternoon, we try to make a crock pot full and try to invite somebody home after church, you know, to make it a time where our house was a place people were always traveling through, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's wonderful. And I think we know that whether it's sports or scripture or people, our children are going to love what we love and they're going to mm-hmm. love who yeah, we love. Right. So if Mm -hmm. they see us loving people and serving people and praying for people, right, right, right. We can't make them love those things, but surely the Lord can use that Mm -hmm. to really mold their hearts as they imitate us. Right. So I think that's really helpful and important and just a really good question for my listeners to be thinking about. Do I love the lost? Do I want to share the good news? Do I have a brokenness for those who have never heard? So maybe it needs to start with moms and then go from (laughs) there as far as discipling our children to that end as well. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have a prayer guide and like on Mondays we'd pray for like our leaders of our country, you know, then on Tuesdays we'd like pray for a non-Christian friend. So everybody would go around and pray for a non-Christian friend. And then on Wednesday, we'd pray for a Christian friend. You know, so we had these different ways. So it was making them think, too. Mm. Oh, who's the non-Christian in my life that I'm praying for, you know, Mm. you know, to come to know Jesus, you know, and who are the Christian friends I'm praying for to continue walking with Jesus, you know, and I guess we always had that prayer emphasis. Yeah, I think that's great. And that's wonderful, right? I might not be ordering my four and two-year-olds to Uganda right now, but I can use those prayer booklets and show them pictures online and videos and invite missionaries into our homes. There's so many things we can be doing even at this age to give them an understanding that God will be glorified by every nation and every tongue. Mm. Um, And we get to be a part in sharing that good, good news. As we end this episode, I'd love to ask you what I ask all of my guests, which is, do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement for moms seeking to raise their kids with eternity in mind? Hmm. You know, I guess I would say, first of all, is that you need to have that time to love the Lord, to spend with the Lord. You know, I think if your tank isn't full, if you're not spending individual time in his presence, loving him, walking with him, you know, you'll never be able to raise children, you know, to follow him. And I think that was, we had to figure out each stage, how can I get time with the Lord? You know, being the mother, being home, being in the middle of it, you know, we had to set up times where um, Pete watched the kids early in the morning so I could get up and leave the house and go, you know, spend time with the Lord. Because, you know, with tiny kids, they get up at the crack of dawn. And when do you have time to read the word and pray, you know, Yeah, I feel like that's the, the most important thing. And, and I feel like too, is to not, I, I feel like at points I was so uptight about making their schooling just right, doing just the right grammar program or doing just the right. And I mean, I would say, relax, love your kids, enjoy them, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy being with them. Because looking back, you're always going to say, oh, there's no need to be uptight about <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's helpful for us to hear because when we're in the thick of it, it's easy to get lost in the moment and not mm-hmm. remember the big picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that that's helpful. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Betsy. Oh, thank you, Caitlin. Yeah, this has been fun. I hope that this episode was an encouragement to you. Don't forget to check out the Miss Teacher Mom Facebook and Instagram page for the Mother's Day giveaway. We'll choose a name on May 3rd. And be sure to come back next week for the next episode of the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.